thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. I'm live now. Ah. All right, here we go, people. How, how many of you have heard this song? It's called Christmas. Hmm? All right. Hold on a second. All right, there we go. All right, people. Christmas is around the corner, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> Shop to get myself a, a mocha. mocha. The lady at the counter said, Happy holidays. I said, Thanks, lady. I am hey, John, Pastor Percy, Liam, Melanie, Stephen, Destiny and Wanda, Rachel, Oddvar. Hello, everybody. I don't know which way is right. God's got a law and we pretty much destroyed it. We're gonna get judged, there's no way to avoid it. But Jesus came down to take the punishment for me. He did it for you too, so now maybe you can see it. Yeah, cool.
That was Go Fish to answer somebody's question in the chat room. Go Fish. What a name, huh? I thought it was a card game. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys. Um, wow. I don't know about your, your day, but mine has been going nuts. I have my bestie coming in from Texas. So Randall and I, believe it or not, we actually did the following. We, I, okay, how many of you, you, some of you probably are aware that uh, a while back I asked for some help with keeping my kitchen counter clean, right? You remember that? Because <laughs> I have this counter and like literally there's stuff all over it. Well, you know what? Between me and Bareface, that counter is clean. You can see it. It's a miracle. A miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, because it's happening right before Christmas. So anyway. Uh, anyway, so I just want <laughs> just wanted to let you know that we are doing, um, you know, we were running a little bit late because my friend left Texas this morning. She may be here later today or maybe early tomorrow. We're not sure. But we wanted to make sure the house looked better than it did when she's not here. So <clears throat> anyway. Also, I want to let you know, we have a number of news stories. Yesterday, we didn't get to talk about everything, but today, we're going to. And um, that shows I'm a genius. What shows me that I'm a genius? I'm not a genius. Bareface is a genius. But uh, anyway, we have a lot of news. And part of the reason I uh, played that song is because of the story. This first story I want to tell you about, um, and I don't know what Randall titled the show. What he titled the show about the FBI, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, we're gonna do that. Sorry, we're gonna do that one second. Um, so share that out because you guys will definitely want to hear this. Uh, but the first story I gotta tell you is coming out of um, where is it coming out of Washington? Can anything good come out of Washington? Just curious. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, anyway. So, the title of the State article... Of Washington? It, I think so. Seniors at housing yeah. facility reportedly told not to say Merry Christmas. Having a messy desk counter is a sign of genius. Oh, so it is, huh? Hey, Piper boy, William. Uh, well, then I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, knowing if you could find stuff on a cluttered desk, you know... Anyway. Well, my understanding is that clutter is is the evidence of um, indecision fueled by procrastination. Really? Mm-hmm. I, my understanding of clutter Same. is that you just don't have places to put stuff, and so... Well, you haven't decided where to put it. Yeah. Or to throw it away or whatever. And whatever. So... Let's get to the story. Okay, so seniors at housing facility reportedly told not to say Merry Christmas. First of all, now that I'm almost a senior, I have to tell you, eh, no. <laughs> okay, anybody over 50 in my room? <laughs> I don't know. Everywhere I go, I'm still the youngest. I don't know why that is, but whatever. Anyway, uh, it says here, one Washington senior housing provider has come under fire after a resident reported that they were not allowed to celebrate Christmas or even say, Merry Christmas! At the residential facility, we're looking at all the potential legal options if they don't do the right thing, said Matt Sharp, senior legal counsel at the Alliance Defending Freedom, told Jason Rands on KTTH. One of the big concerns here is that this looks like targeted 
religious discrimination. Nah, they would never do that. He said, wait, hold on a minute. I keep getting these messages, which is messing up my periscope. Hold on a minute. I want to make sure I can still see everybody in there. Okay. Uh... He said, if they are picking on a particular resident or those of the Christian faith more broadly and saying your faith is not welcome here, your celebration, your free exercise of your faith is not welcome here, that's problematic as a place of public accommodation in the state of Washington. Um, A building manager at Providence Place in Chehalis, I'm not saying, I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but whatever, reportedly told a resident they were not allowed to say Merry Christmas within the residential facility. They were further told they were not allowed to sing Christmas carols which reference Christ or display decorations referencing Christianity. One resident reports being told to take down holiday decorations. One problem that the ADF points out is that the other residents were allowed to display menorahs, which were considered cultural expressions. Sharp argues this could indicate that Christianity was specifically targeted. Providence Place provided the Jason Ranch show this statement. Providence Place is a Catholic affordable housing ministry that is part of a faith-based organization and funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Our residents may express themselves freely, including by wishing others a Merry Christmas and singing Christmas carols. We do not limit religious speech in any way. Each resident is welcome to decorate their house unit as they choose. However, the exteriors of apartment doors are reserved by the facility's landlord for their exclusive use. This rule is applied consistently irrespective of a resident's religious tradition. Providence Place welcomes feedback from our residents and we maintain a tenant grievance process that would allow a resident to raise an issue of this sort. To date, we have not been contacted by any resident in regard to these topics. The contents of this letter sent by the Alliance Defending Freedom are factually inaccurate and do not reflect the mission and values of Providence Place, which is a place of peace and healing for our community. And then it says here, Christmas and the law. According to the ADF, the resident was told that since the residential building received funding from the federal government, they are subject to the Federal Fair Housing Act, which prohibits religious expressions. Not so, according to the Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF has sent a letter to Providence Place's home office in Seattle, arguing that the housing facility is censoring religious free speech, unless it's a menorah. Did they do this at Halloween? Just curious. ADF has given the housing provider until Friday to respond. Providence Place is a Catholic nonprofit that provides senior living apartments. It's subsidized by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which I think, isn't Dr. Ben Carson the head of that bareface? I don't know. I think he is, but I'm not sure. The center is taking the stance that because we take federal money, then we have to be neutral when it comes to religion. Therefore... We can celebrate Christmas or something that might make someone feel uncomfortable or make them think we are endorsing the Christmas holiday season. Sharp said, the problem with that argument is that these are people's homes, he said. This is where they live. Absolutely, they can celebrate their faith just like we could in our own homes, putting up Christmas cards, singing Christmas carols, and things like that. Having some weird staticky feeling in my ear here. It's kind of weird. It's like I'm hearing an echo in my own ear. Ugh. 
Anyway, bottom line is, this is one of these things that happens that you need to be aware of. So, let me go ahead and uh, do that. So, what you, Christmas is a national holiday. For now, <laughs> what do you think of this story, Randall? Well, unfortunately, we have this, this <clears throat> point in time as a he said, she said kind of thing. And I can barely yeah. hear myself. I don't know if it's... Want me to turn got, your mic yes, up? Yes, please. How's that? We'll get down. It's up now. I'm going to sneeze. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bear face. Anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, all we have at this point is a he said, she said kind of thing. And so, <sighs> well, it was he said, he said. Well, I don't know who wrote the letter. Um, so, we really don't know. It's... It's interesting that it got the attention of the ADF, unless they're just, you know, looking to jump on, you know, anything. I, I don't know. If it is the case of a resident was told by somebody working at the senior, you know, housing place, then they need to be informed of, of the law, basically. And, anyway, whether or not... Um, it, whether or not any any residents' uh, religious rights were, you know, threatened, this article is good to know and just letting us know what what the law is. Because there are these misconceptions that if something is federally funded or has any kind of government funding, then it must be, you know, scrub squeaky clean of, of anything religious. And, and that's... Just not so. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, um, <clears throat> very cool. Yeah. Sorry, my ears distracting me. I've had this weird thing. You guys should pray for my ears because I have. <laughs> That's irritating. It, it, it It's weird. My ears don't hurt. That's the weird thing. But it's like I heard like some static in my ear. And then lately I've been having this ringing in my ears. And, and I know it's related to the cold and my ears being blocked. And I actually, like, had some pain in my ears. Um, but it is kind of distracting when I hear. There's, like, certain rooms in my house. It's like all of a sudden I hear these high-pitched sounds. And I'm like, Bearface, do you hear that? He's like, nope. I can't hear anything. <laughs> so, anyway. That was for free. All right. Let's look at this um, FBI report, huh? Okay. This is... This is coming out of Texas, which is where my friend is coming from. Um, any voices? No, John. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, except my own voice. That's it. Okay, anyway, so it says here, FBI report about threats to churches leaked to the public. I'm just going to read this, even though there's a video. And, by the way, this was posted December 13th, so this is like, couple of days ago it says here at least two posts by police departments in texas in east texas that caused some people pan to panic one says the department received information from the fbi that there may be attacks on texas churches from lone wolf isis members and that the phrases very soon and have a happy sunday were used in the threat a routine report sent out by the FBI to update local police departments about any threats pertaining to their area was circulated this week to the public. Paris 
Police Chief Bob Hundley says the report was only meant for police, but it raised many eyebrows once it hit social media, including those of area pastors. Of course! I mean, don't you think that the pastor should know? I would, uh, yeah, I would think so. The issue with someone coming in and doing something violent is something that we've done some thinking about from time to time, said Reverend Dr. Lander Bethel. That's a long name. Pastor of Grand Avenue Presbyterian and First Presbyterian of Denison. Departments that chose to share the information and post on Facebook have since taken them down, but Hundley says the fear they instilled left many people looking to their churches and wondering how safe they are there. It puts the values of welcoming and hospitality sometimes in conflict with safety and security. Bethel says he is fighting the fear of violence in his sanctuaries with his faith and logic, recognizing that there may be people who are angry, who are upset, or who want to act out in some violent ways. For the most part, they're not going to show up. They're not going to act out. It's a tiny, tiny part of the population. No matter what happens, Bethel says, the doors to his sanctuary will be open during the service, but he says they are vigilant. Remember the values of our faith, which have to do with love and trust, being willing to risk in welcoming the stranger and caring for people in need, said Bethel. Hundley said in a statement about the original threat, we should all be aware that there are people out there who wish to harm the USA and remain vigilant. To which I would say, I'm glad it got leaked, number one, and it's also a fair warning to the churches, and let me just say it here, uh, most of you already know, I wrote the VOM, uh, Voice of the Martyrs blog, for eight years about Christian persecution, and I can tell you unequivocally that Christmas and Easter time, the two, you know, biggest Christian holidays, uh, are the days that that the terrorists, the Muslims, uh, typically attack uh, Christians, especially in other countries. And it's only, a, it's only a matter of time is, you know, it's only a matter of time for when it happens here in America. We're not immune. In fact, I've said it before, and I feel like a broken record sometime, but, you know, the Islam wants to take over America by 2020, which is right around the corner, people. I mean, 2019 is right around the corner, like, like literally a couple of days from now. 2020 isn't that far from, from us, and there's a lot of people who have been um, kind of on the front lines, Bridget Gabriel and um, from Act for America and Robert Spencer over at Jihad Watch and, you know, others who have been kind of trying to tell people, look, people, you need to be aware that this, is, this could potentially happen. Um, you know, I can say... That since President Trump has taken office, we have had a lot fewer attacks um, from ISIS and Muslims. But the fact of the matter is, there's that one little segment of the population who's hell-bent, literally, on destroying Christians and Jews and America. So just, you know, my advice is, if you live in a carry state where you can carry a gun to church, do it. <laughs> Just saying, I know at my church, my pastor told me they have, uh, he has a gun and there's a couple of cops in my church. They carry it. And there's people that watch what goes on in our church. I mean, it's a smaller church, but they're more apt to hit bigger churches probably. Bottom line is, don't think because you go to church, you're safe. And I know that that sounds horrible, but that's the day and age in which we live, people.
Yeah, I mean, we saw what happened to the, uh, you know, the synagogue outside of Pittsburgh and other places here in the States. I'm trying to think of the gal who works for uh, Jubilee Campaign. We had her on with... Uh, Anne Bewalda. Yeah, we had her on with uh, Emmanuel Ogebe. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about in the aftermath of so many churches um, terrorized in Nigeria that she had, I remember years ago when she was on, say, when she was over there to go to church, there was a there was a checkpoint at the door to check all your bags, you know, check your Bible. You had to basically, <clears throat> anything you were carrying was searched before you went in, you know, to make sure no one was carrying a bomb. Um, and... I mean, so be it. Yeah. I mean, those people, I mean, look at, you know, um, <clears throat> look at, uh, you know, LL Airlines, who have nev- never had a terrorist incident. And, well, and not on the plane. They have that there. At the, at the, at the terminal. The yeah. But never on a plane. Right. And the way they do that is they question the passengers when they're checking in. And you have to stand there while they're checking your luggage. Yep. Because they're watching you as your luggage gets checked, you know, if you're seeming, you know, uh, anxious or well, whatever. And they're trained interrogators. Oh, they're trained, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I was nervous being taught. I was like, all right, I'm going there on a tour. Yeah, that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe the uh, typical congregation can't afford uh, trained interrogators. Probably not. But... You think, well, we want it to be welcome. We don't want to, but again, we this probably dovetails into the Great Commission. But the Great Commission is about making disciples, not inviting people to church. Church is for the disciples. The congregation is a congregation of believers. You know, we've fallen into this. Well, the. You know, we want people to come to church, the unsaved to come to church, so they can hear the gospel. Well, if the church is doing its job, in my not-so-humble opinion, people are hearing the gospel outside the walls of the the building where the congregation meets. The church is built up of living stones. It's not a building. But, uh, you know, that, that building, wherever the believers congregate, is for believers. Um, you look at the underground church in China, the places they meet, I mean, they're secretive and, and it's not welcoming doors open, you know, they don't run ads in the paper, say, hey, come on believers, and, you know, you, as we know, in a lot of cases, you have to, someone who has, has spent time in jail for your faith in order to, you know, you got to be vetted to be part of the congregation, so, um, you know, having checkpoints, whatever, uh, to keep people safe while they're meeting for worship, so be it. Hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. That's that's. Venice says good point, but I'm not sure. I'm not. What are, what are you not sure about? There's like a 20 second delay, so I can't remember what we said. <laughs> what we said. We're at that age, aren't we, John? Gina, Percy. Melanie, who's super old. Yeah, you are. No. <laughs> hey, do other talk show hosts mock their audience? Probably. So, my thing, are we like on air still? Mm. It looks like Facebook just stopped for me. But I show four people are watching. Yeah, we've got some streaming warnings for Facebook. Oh, uh, all right. 
We have a cadre of rapid responders who watch. Good. Okay, we're back. I don't know what happened. And Kim is over on Facebook, too. And Stephen is, too. He jumped over there. All right. Well, it seems like the the sound died. Cheryl said? Th no. Oh, was that no, from before? That's from before. Okay. Don't worry about that. <clears throat> Pay no right. attention to that. Pay no attention to the man behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, you have to, because that's what we are. We're behind the screen. No. Okay, so we got some other uh, stories here, too. Yeah, Oprah does mock Christians. You're right. All right, well, here's some good news. This comes out of a, well, it's on the Washington Post website. Let's see here. Joe Heim wrote this yesterday, and it's titled, Opponents of Bible Classes in uh, West Virginia County Schools Win Round in Court. That's not good news. Hmm? That's not good oh, news. Oh, that's not good news. What am I talking about? I read that wrong. Uh -huh. I knew what I thought. Uh -huh. Sorry, I got like a lot in my head right now. I got accused of something right before the show, and now I'm like, no, anyway. Okay, so here we are. I'll, I'll read this. Parents engaged in battle with a West Virginia school system that for decades, that's F-O-R, not F-O-U-R, uh, allowed Bible classes in elementary and middle schools, won around in a federal appeals court this week, setting the stage for a renewed legal tussle. Tussle. There's a snooty word for you. <laughs> we'll get to the snooty word discussion in just a moment because that's very important. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the ruling means that the case uh, will be sent back to a district court and that the fate of the suspended Bible in the schools program in the public school system of Mercer County could be resolved. These families can get justice, said Patrick Elliott, co-counsel with the Freedom From Religion Foundation, a national nonprofit bully organization that joined parents in the lawsuit and works on issues concerning the separation of church and state from everything else. They can get these classes stopped for once and for all to finally get the school district to comply with the law and would be a resounding victory. In a unanimous decision... A three-judge panel said Senior District Judge David A. Faber of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of West Virginia had erred in dismissing the challenge to Bible in the schools program brought by two parents and their children. In their suit against the school system, the parents argued that the classes violated the Establishment Clause of the Constitution, which restricts the government from favoring any religion. <laughs> <sighs> Faber ruled in November 2017 that because the school district had suspended the Bible class while it reevaluated the program, the lawsuit was no longer, quote, ripe, unquote, or ready to be litigated. He also ruled that one of the parents and her child did not have standing to sue because the child was no longer enrolled in county schools. In its 16-page ruling Monday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit rejected those positions. Judge Diana Gribben Motts, that's her name, wrote that the district court was incorrect in treating the suspension of the Bible program as a reason the case could not be heard. The parents, Gribben Motts wrote, were challenging the program as it existed at the time the suit was filed. Gribben Motts was joined... <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep thinking about applesauce. Was joined in the opinion by judges Allison K. Duncan and A. Marvin Quattlebaum, Jr., 
Quaddle Bomb. There's a name for you. Uh, Jeremy Dice, an attorney with the First Liberty Institute, a nonprofit law firm in Texas that represents the school system and specializes in religious freedom cases, said in a statement that while the court's decision did not address in any way the merits of the case, we are disappointed by it. Asked if the school system would appeal the decision or consider permanently ending the Bible in the school's program, Dice said, we're considering all of our options. As we said at the oral argument, the program as it existed once is never coming back. And blah, blah. There's a lot more. I'm not going to read it, but that's the point. The point, the, again, why is the Bible such a threat to people who don't believe in it or the God that wrote it? I mean, seriously, why can't they just go away and, like, not even care? Why? Why is there such obsession from people who hate God because they don't believe he exists and they want everything, you know, in the Bible to be silenced? Ah, we can't read this book. It's dangerous. What, what happened? Oh, no, here's the Bible. Hello, how are you today? Do you have sin in your life? You might want to repent because Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for your sin. Yeah, he did. <laughs> They're so threatened by that message. I know, I'm sorry. Couldn't resist. <clears throat> you can tell I like kids, right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, this would probably be a good time to thank my sponsor, Ariel Ministries, for sponsoring this show called Bible News Radio. This month, which is almost over, you can get 30% off on orders, $30 or more, on all Ariel books and digital media when you go to ariel.org, A-R-I-E-L.org. Uh, yeah, Ariel, Lion of God. I know, how dare we tell the truth. I am seeing your, your comments, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can go over to our website, too, BibleNewsRadio.com. BibleNewsRadio.com. Oh, by the way, actually, I forgot to say this yesterday. But look at this. I have Bible News Radio tattoos right here. Yeah, they are. We're going to put ink on our, on our skin. As long as you're not making markings in your flesh. Yeah. Hey, I, got, I gave these to all the kids in Awana. They're like, cool, I'll get to wear this. I'm like, yeah, you will. You'd be a Bible News Radio rebel. Um, anyway, if you guys want those, you can go to our website and send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will send you some. Okay? Our web, our address is on our website, right? Yeah, that's why I go to the website. Um, yeah. See, if you go to connect, connect. Um, connect for, I just won. Yeah. Yes, it is there. Mailing address is there. Okay. Also, don't forget, you can you can get the free Messianic Bible study, The Fall of Man, until the end of the year. That's free from Dr. Fruchtenbaum and us as well. Guys, check that out. Learn about the fall of man. Okay. Do that. Also, while we're there at the website, I should also tell you that you can buy Bible News Radio gear if you go to the shop button. You can get, I'm a daily disciple, like Mia did. Uh, you can get sweet and lovable, like me. <laughs> Actually, I have it on a coffee cup and a t-shirt. I get lots of compliments on it, by the way. comes in different colors. You can get you, you can get I love you in a non-gay way, if you decide to. 
be brave and then wear it to a gay pride parade. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to do that. You can get a uh, be bold, stand up and go with God, you know, thing on your shirt. Or you can get the simple Bible News Radio logo on your shirt as well. And I am going to be adding my pickleball shirt that I just designed for my for my pickleball friends. Uh, and uh, if you so desire to get a pickleball shirt, you can also do that at some point. And coffee cups, that will be on there at some point. Um, <clears throat> why? Because pickleball is awesome. Yeah, it is. Okay. Also, on the resources page, if you go over there, there's different things we recommend uh, to get. So you can just go through there. Of course, at this point, you're not going to get it by Christmas if you decide to get it. And if you want to support our associates, go to our Trusted Associates page where you can get uh, Norwex products from my friend Coach Mo. You can get some Young Living Essential Oils from Erin Bond. Bond. Erin Bond. I'm sure she gets sick of that. <laughs> or you can buy Mary Kay from Carmen Sanchez, who is my Mary Kay uh, partner as well. All right. If you want to just simply donate to our show because you love us so much and love us a lot, then feel free to donate at our page where it says give. Give! And it shall be given unto you. Yep, you can become a pillar of the community. You can also join our email list and or my text message list, which is where I really send out most stuff. Because uh, like today, I, I texted about a half hour before the show. I'm going to be on 15 minutes late. Most of you guys knew that because I texted you. So go ahead and do that as well. <sighs> All right, let's see here. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. All right. So the next article, world's first Christian airline to cater to missionaries charges no luggage fee. Yeah, that's over on the Christian Post website. Now, I thought this was interesting because we have a lot of different controversial things. We have Christian stuff, right? Christian... Music, just as an example. Christian magazines, Christian bookstores, which are by and large mostly dead. New Testaments. Yeah, New Testaments candy. Uh, I mean, there's some really interesting Christian memorabilia yeah. Yeah, out there. But now we have a Christian airline, which is, it's the world's first Christian airline. So listen to this. It says here, Christians traveling around the world and locally for missions trips and religious tours may soon be able to kiss lost luggage and baggage fees goodbye as Judah One, an aviation ministry out of Texas, is set to become the world's first Christian airline. The ministry announced on Wednesday that the FAA had accepted their application to switch from a private operator to becoming the first and only Christian airline last month. This means Judah One upon receiving its DOT and 121 certification, will have the freedom to transport as many different churches and mission organizations as we can. This is a huge honor and privilege, and we give God all the glory. We will be posting more information as we are able. Thank you so much, Judah One Partners and friends, for making this possible. 
The ministry's website explains that it serves missions-minded Christian people of all denominations traveling to the mission fields of the world. Their planes have also delivered hundreds of missionaries and transported thousands of pounds of cargo. In an interview with the Christian Post on Monday, Everett Aaron, founder and CEO of Judah One, explained that he hopes that the ministry's airline status will be approved by next summer and noted that the FAA has been very supportive of their efforts. If everything goes... As planned, we are looking at sometime in the summer of 2019, he said. While Christian customers can't expect to pay competitive ticket prices with Judah One, Aaron is assuring his potential customer base that they will no longer have to worry about baggage fees and travel hazards like lost luggage. We will have to charge regular ticket prices just like you do for the other airlines. This is not available for just the general public. You have to be part of a mission team. It will be very competitive with the airlines. The advantage is there's no luggage fees, absolutely none. All your cargo travels with you as well, so that's the biggest thing. He pointed to research that shows how frequently Christians traveling on mission trips tend to lose their cargo and said it's one of the burdens of missionaries traveling with secular airlines that Judah One hopes to eliminate. About 50%, I didn't know this, of missionaries lose their cargo when it travels via container, and that's one of the problems we have. I know some of the trips we have been on ourselves with other missionary groups traveling, they ship their stuff via container and medical supplies and stuff either get tied up in customs, food spoils, some things, it just gets lost. I.e. stolen. Yeah. Sometimes, according to Aaron, missionary cargo like Bibles have been known to get stolen as well. You read my mind. Even the Bibles, I've, I found out Bibles are one of the largest black market items in the world. People steal Bibles and sell them. He explained that the ministry's MD-80 aircraft carries about 2,000 pounds of cargo and several Boeing 767 they plan to introduce once they are approved will carry 30,000 tons of cargo. The plan for Judah 1 is to have a fleet of 20 aircraft over the next five years. (coughs) Excuse me. There we go. I feel better now. (coughs) Anyway... So what else are they going to do on this Christian airline? They're just giving you free luggage. Okay, I get it. But I suggest that they call up David A.R. White and they partner with PureFlix and put PureFlix Entertainment on board as well. And I think that they should have Gideon Bibles given out to every passenger. And I think that they should open up in prayer before they fly. And they should make everybody pray for their meals when they give meals to the people, assuming that they do. And they should also give people little wristbands that have Jesus loves you on them. You know, stuff to make it real Christian-y. You know, not just you get free luggage carry-on. I mean, come on. What else would make it Christian? It has to be full-on Christian. There has to be crosses on the back of everything, you know. (laughs) Well, no, I mean... They have to play the Jesus movie during the, you know, during flight. I get what you're saying, you know. (laughs) I'm mocking it a little bit. Typical Christian bookstore sort of Christian way, (laughs) where it has a fish or a cross on it. It's it's Christian. Yeah. And um, but how do we know? Does this mean the pilots are all going to be Christians? I hope so. As I stated, what makes it Christian is that you have to be part of some missions group, whether church going on a missions, you know, trip or whatever. Mm. Your missionaries, that's the only people that are going to fly. Now, I don't know where the FRF is, the FRFF 
is, you know, because, hey, if the FAA approves this, what, what about the establishment clause? What about that? Government can't, can't uh, favor any religion. And so if this airline caters to Christian missionaries only, that's a violation of the establishment clause, as they would call it. But Your hair looks messed up, you know that? It is. <laughs> it looks messed up because it is. Um, Look how cute Bearface looks. He's he poor guy. He's he's been he's so sick. He's been. <laughs> but um, just just a little. See how dedicated he is to uh, just, our show. Looking like how cute cute as he is. <laughs> just as a reminder, a little history lesson for you folks who may be outside of the United States, not familiar with the Bill of Rights. Yeah, like like the, John. John's in Canada. Yeah, the, the that the, archaic country called Canada. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Great White eh? North. Eh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, the contested establishment clause eh, says that um, no, this is Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Doesn't say anything about the FAA. Doesn't say anything about schools in the state of Washington. Doesn't even think, say anything about the president or the Supreme Court or, you know, the mayor, the, you know, the, the governor, the, the soup kitchen Nazi. It says Congress... Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Not a religion, not not a, you know, not a whatever. Um, an establishment of religion, i.e. a particular denomination or a particular congregation, an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So Congress... Congress, not the president, not the Supreme Court, not mayors, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, your boss, the <laughs> governor, you know, your supervisor, just Congress. Just Congress. Congress. The United States Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, nor prohibiting the exercise, free exercise thereof. That is, Congress, keep your hands off. The free exercise of religion. You're not to make any laws promoting this denomination or shutting this one down or, you know, favoring this one or hindering this one or that one. The separation is Congress make no law. Leave so, people's religious expression alone. So Mama Gina says, so our Congress can't make themselves of a certain religion. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, not by law anyway. And the irony of it all is that our whole government is based on the Bible. Yeah, and so... The nerve of those founders. Anyway, so, oh, you know, the, this this school in, in West Virginia or wherever it was, you know, that Bible class, oh, it's a violation of the establishment clause. I don't think Congress ever made any law that said, this school shalt have Bible classes or shalt not have Bible classes. I doubt... Anyway... I'm off my soapbox. Okay, now let's talk about snooty words for a minute. <clears throat> because, because, so last night me and Bareface were having this conversation. He used the word beverage. 
And it made me laugh because I was like, who uses the word beverage? That kind of sounds It's snooty. just the label on the button on the microwave. Beverage. Beverage. And I said I used the beverage button. Yeah. And I'm like, drink. Drink is the, drink is the common folks word. Beverage. Like I don't know. Drink. Uh, can I get you a drink or let's go out for a drink or whatever? To yeah, me, we, ne- we never to- actually say let's go out for a beverage. Hey, let's go out for a beverage. I don't know. Well, when people say drink, they're usually, most of the time, people are meaning an alcoholic drink. Generally. Exactly. So beverage is all-inclusive. It but could who be alcoholic, word- non-alcoholic. Well, so we were, I was just saying that I thought beverage was a snooty word, and Randall's like, well, not really. It's just an all-inclusive word. But I think it's snooty, because if you say beverage with an English accent, it actually sounds more snooty than if you... Beverage. Yes, may I have a beverage, please? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so beverage. I I James asked this beverage. question. It was it was compelling on my Facebook page. I just got to read some <coughs> of the answers because more people weighed in on this question than I thought. <laughs> I actually got I don't know about fifteen comments on it. Uh, no, we're not over our cold yet. But thanks for asking. Well, I'm more over it than he is, but okay. So I asked, what word sounds more <laughs> snooty to you, beverage or drink? Asking for a friend. Well, that wasn't true. I lied there, but whatever. <clears throat> so Dean said beverage. Kelly said cocktail. Cocktail. Cocktail's kind of snooty. Yeah, an interesting It sounds sleazy to me, though. Hey, let's go out for cocktails, you know. Let's go for a cocktail. I, um, Yeah. And for some reason, when I think of cocktail, I always see maraschino cherries. Don't know why. <laughs> well, maybe because they're because the cherries are fermented in a liqueur. In the, fact, it's the cherries that are the basis for the the liqueur. Gotcha. Anyway, that so, know, it's the fermentation of the cherries. That, other answers anyway. included beverage, I guess. Beverage, but it. Is really the correct word, I would think, as drink is normally associated with alcohol and beverage could be anything. There you go. Elbert said any word with three syllables is more snooty. <laughs> to which I concur. Kim said beverage. Rita said beverage. Diane said beverage. Mark said definitely beverage. Denise said it depends on what part of the country you live in. Jill, who lives in Australia, said would be beverage here too. Kristen said definitely beverage. Melanie said beverage. Who even uses that word LOL? And I told her you did. Jay said I would postulate the more refined verbiage is beverage but struggles cerebrally as to why this word is snooty. And of course my really upper class enchilant person Marguerite says libations. (laughs) And then J.S. Gilbert said cocktail. And uh, that was pretty much it. Who would have thought that that question would have gotten so many people who agree with me on it? <laughs> uh, I think if you, you know, you, you say, well, actually, this is the thing. I told Randall, I say, Grey Poupon. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? You know mustard with brown sugar in it or whatever it is vinegar i don't even know what's in it anymore but remember that marketing that was awesome marketing that was like marketing 
That was good marketing. Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? Yeah, libations does sound more snooty than beverage for sure. I think that's why my friend said it. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, mustard would be like, hey, can I have some mustard? That's boring. It's like ketchup and catsup. Who came up with that? I mean, the difference between catsup and ketchup, you know, like, I don't know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Not really sure. Anyway, Golden's, Golden's Mustard. Yeah, you know who doesn't like mustard? Vicky. Vicky Fitch. She hates mustard. Do not put anything mustardy on Vicky's plate. <laughs> if you want to make an enemy of Vicky, don't. No mustard. Tomorrow volunteer at VA. See how it goes up to at 7. Okay, good. You enjoy yourself and thank you for volunteering at the VA. That's very important. The veterans need your love and support. Yeah, they do. So, all right. So tomorrow is Friday. So we're gonna yeah, do. It is. We're gonna do a free for all Friday tomorrow. Maybe I don't know yet. I have company, so we're not sure yet. We're gonna do a show. And it is Christmas time. And by the way, are we gonna do a show on Chris on Monday or Tuesday? We're, well, we're not gonna do a show on Christmas. That's out. Tuesday's out. Right? I think Monday is the twenty fourth. I'm looking just to confirm. Yeah, Monday's the 24th. All right, so. All right. Play it by ear. Yeah. We can play Monday by ear. We'll see. I'm not sure when. Cheryl, Monday, Monday. Cheryl and, Joe see, and Cheryl are going to leave. I'm not see sure. See, you play on a piano or a guitar or some other, or even a kazoo. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so you guys have any comments or questions before we leave? Because I know we're going to end a little bit early. Cause we are? Yeah, may as well. No, we were you, not going to. You have the, a uh, cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know it is. I still got other stuff I need to do. <sighs> There's not enough hours in today for me. Yeah. So. I'm just seeing. Better. Yeah. Oh, I did forget to mention Legal Shield. I should mention that. If you guys uh, want to sign up for Legal Shield before the end of the year, that would be a good idea, in my opinion. But you have to do it for you. You have to do it because you want it. <clears throat> because you want to protect people. You want to use it for everything under the sun. You want to get those contracts reviewed. You want to have your freedom you gotta get your will done you really do gotta get your will done if you guys don't have your will done you need to get your will done so go to bit.ly forward slash protect me id shield uh i've talked to you about that a lot so i'm not gonna hammer it but you guys need to get your protection by the way if you guys already are members of legal shield and id shield many of you are if you haven't yet gone in and filled out your info for your ID Shield stuff, you need to go do that because you're wasting your money if there's nothing in there for them to monitor it. So you got to go in, put in your info. Then it begins to get monitored. Yeah, it does. And then you get your credit score every day. You can look at it, see how it changes. Uh, and you're going to be protected because, you know, 
all the breaches right now are huge. They're, they're massive. So <clears throat> better to be on the safe side than the sorry side. And that's the thing I'm trying to tell you. Be prepared. Don't let it happen to you. Don't be unprotected because, you know, then it'll be miserable. And I know this because I've signed up quite a, a couple of people who, like, have had their identity and F stuff stolen, and it's a mess. So if you need any more info on that, let me know. And also, if you want to sell it, become part of my team, be an awesome team defend and save member, then, uh, then let me know. I can tell you about that, too. Because this is really cool. It's actually your only business that I know of in direct sales where you have zero inventory, zero product, zero overhead, and you can make money like that. I mean, I did. So just saying. I was watching. In fact, I, uh, I posted, for, for those of you who are my associates, I actually posted a video of a lady who had been 76 years in the direct selling, uh, direct sales industry. She's 101 years old and she's still working. Is that crazy or what? And uh, one of the things that she was asked was, well, how come, you know, you have been in direct sales for so long and how did you do it and all this and, and everything. And, you know, one of the questions that she, she answered that question by uh, saying, asking people this, are you doing without anything? Like, is there something in your life that you want, but you can't afford it? Like, are you doing without? And now you got to think about that from a 101 year old lady. You know, she was 100 at the time she said it, but just saying. I thought about that. I thought, yeah, you know, parents are strapped. And the, the great thing about working with Legal Shield and Ladies of Justice is that you work around your own schedule. You put into it what you want. You know, you get out of it what you put into it, though. That's just like anything, right? Next year, just so you guys know, I'm going to be weightlifting a lot. I'm going to make my upper body buff because I'm going to put more into it. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to lift more weights. I'm going to get buffer. I'm going to see the arm fat, like, go from flabby to muscle. Um you know, and so I'm going to get into it when I put into it. But it's the same with your company. You get out of it what you put into it. And uh, so if you want a part-time job that can make you some money, then get in touch with me because you really can. And it, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer because you have no overhead. You have no product to sell. You don't have to stock anything. All you got to know is what the product does how people access it, and everybody can afford it. That's the best part. Everybody can afford $24.95 a month. I don't care who you are. That's for Legal Shield. $9.95 a month for ID Shield. Everybody can afford that. Everybody. And if you can't afford it, become an associate. Pay $99 to be an associate. Start selling it. Then you'll be able to afford it. <laughs> There's your solution right there. So anyway. Okay, I think now our hour is almost over. So with that said, I hope you guys have a good uh, rest of your day. And I am going to sign off a little bit early. Um, and um, we hope to see some of you who are my associates. We have training tonight with Vicki, just so you know. So get on that call later. And we will see you guys later, okay? Remember, be bold, stand up, go with God because he loves you. And we'll see you tomorrow for a free-for-all Friday.